0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. It's just me today, folks. Sweet Tori fell asleep, and if there's one thing I've learned so far in this pregnancy is do not wake up a pregnant woman, but we are picking up with day five of our The Miracles of Jesus devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description of the podcast if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, and I'm also going to read the Devo. The scripture is Matthew chapter 14, verses 27 through 29. And it says this, But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. And the devotional is titled, Jesus Walks on Water. And it says, This final miracle we'll discuss occurred right after Jesus and his disciples fed the 5,000. Jesus instructed his disciples to get back into their boat and set out for Bethsaida. Meanwhile, Jesus sent the people home before he went up into the hills to pray. Later on that evening, Jesus saw the disciples' boat in the middle of the lake and noticed that they appeared to be struggling with the winds and waves. Then Jesus did something unimaginable. Mark 6 verse 48 says about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. The verse says that Jesus intended to pass them, but they screamed when they saw him because they thought he was a ghost. Jesus spoke immediately by telling them, do not be afraid. He said to take courage because he was with them. Right after that, Peter called to Jesus and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus obliged, and over the side of the boat Peter went. At first, things were going well for Peter, and he was walking on the water towards Jesus. But then he took his eyes off of Jesus and eyed the huge waves instead. In that moment, he grew terrified that he was sinking, and he begged Jesus to save him. When Jesus reached down and grabbed Peter, he said, You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Then Peter and Jesus climbed into the boat and the chaos around them settled, and the disciples proclaimed, You really are the Son of God. Today's takeaway, fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's amazing how we can be following Jesus so closely and paying attention to his words, and then we slightly shift our glance to the troubles around us, and immediately we begin to sink. Ever been there? I have. It's been said that too often we glance at Jesus and gaze at our problems when we should be doing the exact opposite. Gaze at Jesus and glance at our problems. I'm gonna read that again. It's been said that too often we glance at Jesus and gaze at our problems when we should be doing the exact opposite. Gaze at Jesus and glance at our problems. It feels easier to focus on what's wrong, doesn't it? But fixing our eyes on Jesus will bring a calmness to our souls, even when trouble looms around us. The question we all need to ask is, where are my eyes fixed? As you finish this plan on the miracles of Jesus, maybe you're waiting for your own miracle. You're not sure when your heart's desire will be granted, when your healing will come, or when that relationship will be mended. Even in the midst of all those unknowns, you can still rest in the truth from this plan. We serve an abundant God who doesn't define us with our doubts, a God who is with us no matter what, a God who calls us to give in faith, and a God who desires that we fix our eyes on him and him alone. And I don't know about you, but for me, this is incredibly timely I've been having a lot of like, I guess I want to say like mental blocks or mental fears or mental worries lately. And something that really stuck out to me after reading this devotional and the scripture a few times, I'm actually going to replay it for you real quick. So it's like 3 a.m., The disciples are way out there on the boat, and they're already freaking out about a storm. They're really nervous about the wind and the waves. And then Jesus is walking up on the water by them, and they think they see a ghost. So now they're even more frightened by that. And then right when Jesus sees them and they see him, he says, Do not be afraid. Have courage. I am here. And the disciples, confused about this, Peter specifically said, Well, if it's really you, call me out to the water, and I will walk on the water towards you and Jesus replied yes come. And what's so interesting about this is that Jesus didn't calm the storm and the waves first. First he invited Peter out to come see him. And I think that God does that for us. I think he wants to calm the storms and the waves that are that are crashing inside of us before the waves and the wind and the storms that are crashing outside of us because the, the, the chaos didn't stop until after Peter and Jesus got back into the boat. And I just thought that was so interesting about the chronological order of how Jesus calmed those two fears He first calmed the fear that was happening inside of the disciples, and then he calmed the fear that was happening outside of the disciples. And God does that for us because I think it points to making sure that we worship him and not worship our circumstances. So no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, keep in mind that Jesus first wants to calm the storms that are raging in your own heart before the storms that are raging around you. Because he is Lord, not your circumstances. And I'll end with a super cliche, very youthful analogy that I've just loved because I repeat it all the time in my own head, which is I'm not going to tell my God how big my problems are. I'm going to tell my problems how big my God is. I know it seems juvenile, but it works and it's basic and it reminds us of who really is in control here and it's God. It's not the world. I'm going to go and praise on out. Lord, thank you for this humbling devotional. So many of us have so much going on, good and bad, things that we're worried about, things that we're celebrating, God, and you are king of them all, God. Thank you that you are abundant in your mercy. You are abundant in your blessings, God, and you are abundant in how you calm the storms that are happening both inside of us and the storms that are happening outside of us, God. Would you help us call upon you to calm the storms first that are happening on the inside, God? Because we want to worship you to know that we are not a product of our environment. We're not a product of our circumstances. We are a product of what you did on the cross, God. We are set free from our circumstances, Lord. Thank you for that. Lord, we worship you in that. And we want to find truth and rest inside of that, God. Help us to set reminders to just worship you in that and to not to not just keep gazing at our problems and how big they are, God. Help us look at our problems and tell them how big you are, God. We love you and we worship you in your son's heavenly name. Amen. Well, amen, y'all. Now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. And don't forget that we love you, and don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. Adios.